contractors. Tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency. So we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or Dave Me at insagency.com. Inside New Orleans, I am your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com. Check us out on our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on X, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and now on Threads. Our podcast is everywhere, Anchor, Spotify, our home base, we're on all podcasting platforms. 
Uh, just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find that. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. If you missed us at 1 o'clock this afternoon, Garland Gillen and I covered Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. He also gave us a look at, again, the big games in high school this weekend. Uh, if you missed it, 6 o'clock tonight on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLA-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be on our social media platforms hopefully this evening, if not by tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, always at ericastro.com and always on the WLA-TV YouTube channel. All right, today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, all, and, and um, all, all are open late. All are open seven days a week. Oceana's got you covered with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Mambo's have you covered for lunch and dinner. Uh, and, of course, don't forget about the hideout bar, uh, live music, all day, all into the evening, uh, open to close. Also, again, a great menu for you as well as fantastic cocktails in a um, French Quarter courtyard setting with a beautiful 300-year-old building right next to Mambo's, 413 Bourbon. Of course, Mambo's is 411 Bourbon Street. And, of course, this half hour brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Open late, seven days a week, lunch and dinner on the on the menu for you each and every day. Uh, try an extraordinary cocktail from one of the great mixologists here in the city. If you're looking for, again, a great menu that has something for everyone, you found it over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Not just Cajun Creole cuisine, but get great American fare for you, hamburgers, steaks, uh, pasta, always great Louisiana seafood. And, of course, not one but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms uh, and, and, and also, again, um, uh, adjoining private restrooms with a bar that you can have your next event. They use it for overflow uh, on days where they don't have an event. But if you're looking to plan an event for the upcoming holiday uh, um, season, think about Old New Orleans Cookery with their two Bourbon Street balconies. Uh, of course, our friends over the Oceana family restaurants know how to put on a party. Uh, and, of course, again, you can also dine or, um, or have an event in their uh, authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Enjoy the picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street to see all the craziness without having to get into it. It is a fantastic restaurant and, of course, great ambiance as well. Find out more at nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. Looking for a wonderful dining experience? It's Old New Orleans Cookery. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right. All right I'm trying to take a deep breath here. Um, Pels win last night. Uh, they, they they don't show up for the first quarter and a half, okay? Um, they end up getting the largest comeback win uh, in the NBA this season, coming back from 22. Um, really, I mean, again, they 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 were they were horrible from the start. They were flat-footed, lackadaisical, late on defensive rotations. There was minimal effort on defensive rebounding. I mean, you looked at Zion; his body language was like he wanted to take the night off. Okay, uh, you know, uh, lazy, uninspiring play. Uh, he had two points from the field in the first quarter. He ends up again with almost a double-double. They came alive uh, at the 4:30 mark in this in the second quarter, and from that point on, again, it was it was a it was. Um, uh, they they overcame the law the uh, the deficit, and then it was kind of back and forth, back and forth uh, between Oklahoma City and and New Orleans. New Orleans coming out on top last night, uh, again with 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 again a much needed win, especially after getting blown out, uh, the the the, the uh, blown out uh, two nights earlier uh, by the Golden State Warriors. The Pels win one ten to one oh six. Here's why I'm aggravated and upset. Brandon Ingram supposedly has, has, has right knee tendonitis, okay? Uh, you're a professional basketball player. Uh, you can play through that. You've sat out now two games. You're questionable for tonight. Zion Williamson is sitting out tonight. 
He's sitting out tonight because he needs rest. He's 23 years old. He's played 118 games in his career, and he needs rest after the fourth game of the season. I mean, really? Seriously? I mean, Larry Nance is 30 years old, and he doesn't take nights off. Okay? Valanchunas is 31 years old, and he doesn't take nights off. Okay? C.J. McCollum is 32. Both him and Nance played with, again, injuries last year that required surgery during the season. Neither one of those guys got surgery. Valanchunas was injured most of the year last year, rarely missed a game. And then you've got two prima donna superstars who are getting paid, again, an exorbitant amount of money. I don't know how many people realize the Pelicans have the ninth highest payroll in the NBA. They have a higher payroll than the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? And you can I mean... You can't make this stuff up, ladies and gentlemen. Zion is going to sit out because, again, the plane was late last night. They had mechanical problems. So they had to stay in Oklahoma City overnight and had to come back to New Orleans at 11 o'clock this morning. Are you kidding me? See, it's not a, toughness is not in the DNA of this team, okay? I mean, tough guys, they, they tough it out. Okay, you got they're 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 putting out the New Jersey, the City Edition jerseys tonight. It's a big deal again. And where's Zion going to be on the bench? Possibly next to Brandon Ingram. Now you're already down Alvarado, uh, already down uh, Marshall, and already down Murphy. Okay, I mean you've already seen again that they have to go really deep into this bench, and now you're going to be missing possibly one or two of your uh, of again your main superstars and one of them's got knee tendonitis after three games and the other one needs rest at 23 and 25 years old respectively i mean do you really think this team has has the dna to win anything cuz i don't because it's been proven out okay they don't do what it takes to win Winners are guys like Larry Nance and Valentunas and C.J. McCollum that have been in this league for a while but play their asses off, okay? And, and, and they're playing through injury, and they realize, again, my team's down three guys off the bench. If I don't play, well, then, well, then we're bringing in guys that should be in the, in, in the G League to, to play. I mean, just frustrating as all frustrating can be, okay? I mean, just unbelievable. Three games, what are we, four games in, so let's start to visit now. Going to the fifth game, right? And now Zion needs rest. He needs a rest night. He took rest. He had all the rest he needed in the first half last night. His ass was dragging up and down the court, pouting. Frustrating. They've doubled down on, on, on these guys. Major contracts. Again, they're going into the luxury tax threshold. Over it now. Why? Okay, because they've doubled down on these guys. When they're healthy and when they're playing and when they're, when they're into it, yes, they're, they're outstanding players. But they don't have it in their DNA to be great players, to be exceptional players. You think Michael Jordan's sitting out again for rest after four games? Larry Bird? Magic Johnson? You want me to keep on going? I mean, just unbelievably ridiculous. It really is. And it's not fair to the fans of this city, especially after you've only played 118 games in your career. And you're not hurt. We know at some point you're going to be hurt, and you're going to have to sit out. You need rest at 23. Give me a break. Let me give you a quick uh, uh, update on the Saints uh, uh, injury list before we go to our good friend Gary Smith and talk some Tulane, where they actually show up to play, play, play ball. 
Ty Summers did not practice today with a concussion and hamstring. Lyndon Bowden Jr. has the illness. He was limited. Michael Thomas, full practice with after rest. Uh, Andres Pete, ankle, full practice. Uh, Taysom Hill, a limited practice with the hip. James Hurst, ankle, limited practice. Demario Davis, De- Demario Davis, pardon me, limited practice with the knee. And Malcolm Roach did not practice with the illness. Let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program, uh, the foremost expert on what's happening with your Tulane Athletics. His, his uh, website, The Wave Report, is outstanding. It is, it is where you find out everything you need to know about The Wave first. And, of course, it does a great job for the Times Picayune, and The Advocate. He is Gary Smith. He's with us each and every week at this time. Gary, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on. I'm just tossing it to you, dude. I mean, you heard my, you heard my open. I mean, this is just unbelievable. I um, I, I have a, yeah, I have a problem with the entire NBA on that front. Um, obviously with Zion, it hits particularly hard because of the, you know, the, the, the history <laughs> there, but this is to me an epidemic problem in the entire NBA. I mean, this whole idea of this, these rest days, I think is a bunch of, of hooey and garbage that I, I just, I can't, I don't, I can't take. And obviously when it comes to Zion, that makes it worse because of this history. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, and they don't seem to really, you know, they, 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 they crack down on a little bit, but, 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 but not a lot. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not into it. I mean, I, I remember the days when Carl Malone and John Stockton and all these guys played 82 games a year. With guys no played. And, um, and, and, you know, and, and it just, the league is not tougher now than it was then. Um, yeah. it's, in fact, it was more physical then. <laughs> Yep. Much more physical. Um, so, so I, you know, I just, I'm not buying it. I just, I don't, I don't think it's okay. Yeah. I, I, again, mm-hmm. uh, how many fans? Garland Gillis said this on the TV show today. How many yeah. fans bought tickets tonight to see the New Jerseys yep. and, and, and and see Zion? And, and of course, he's not playing. Brandon Ingram, tendonitis in the knee. Show me an NBA player that doesn't have tendonitis <laughs> in their knees. Okay. I mean, I mean, yeah. Valanciunas played on one knee last year. So, yeah. so did so yeah. did Larry Nance. And, and again. You can see the difference in the C.J. McCollum this year, the last year, in types of the, mm-hmm. in the injury he had. Just very, yeah. very frustrating. And, and look, this is their DNA. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know that, that Willie, Willie Green's trying to get toughness out of them. You can't get toughness out of guys that are not tough. No, it's it. it yeah, that you, you said it. <laughs> it's <laughs> that that that's I mean, true. It is no doubt. Now, some really good news with Tulane, and I'm telling you right now, we've been waiting on this on this college football playoff poll to come out mm-hmm. again uh, with with again. Um, um, Air Force in front of Tulane the entire times in the in, in the polls except for man, yeah. Yeah, the entire time in the poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, tell us a little bit about what happened this week and yeah. why this is a great thing it, for Tulane. Yeah, it, it didn't. It, I didn't say anything ahead of time because yeah, everybody seemed to be convinced that Air Force would be ahead of Tulane since they were ahead in the in the regular polls. But it doesn't guarantee anything, of course. But Tulane on in the first college football playoff poll came in at number twenty four, and Air Force came in at number twenty five, and uh, that's great news for the Wave on, on two fronts. One, if they went out. Um, they should be able to finish ahead of Air Force. It's no, not a guarantee, but that shows you that uh, the schedule isn't going to change that much down the road. Air Force has played an incredibly weak schedule so far this year. So unless Air Force got a really tough Mountain West Conference championship game, which is possible, and Tulane played a three-loss team in the American Athletic Conference championship game, which is also possible, you got to think the odds of Tulane staying ahead of 
the Air Force are pretty darn good. And, uh, yeah, it didn't seem like anybody, everybody was just discounting that possibility going into that poll that was into the college football playoff rankings. So that's huge. Then the other factor is it gives Tulane some, <laughs> don't want to have any margin for error, but the, last year Tulane, of course, made it into that thing with two losses. And if Tulane were to slip up but still win the American Athletic Conference and Air Force didn't go undefeated, Tulane would have a really good chance to get into that bowl game with, with, with two losses. And let me tell you, the difference between getting into the New Year's Six Bowl and not is is every, it, 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 the American Athletic Conference's bowl lineup is dreck. It's garbage. It's pathetic. And it's either get into the New Year's Six Bowl or be pl- or playing some crap six and six team from a major conference right. <laughs> in a bowl game that that would just be an, a massive letdown. So yeah, th- th- this was huge for Tulane. Obviously, they've got to go out and take care of business, but but they had sure. to do that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Let's speak of taking care of business. Willie Fritz addressed the uh, the fact that this team is coming out flat in the second half. He's mm-hmm. going to change the way think what he's doing. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, he says there. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a little skeptical of all of this just because there's no doubt that they have played poorly in the second half. But I don't. This isn't a team that's like has a lack of conditioning issues or a lack of focus issues. I do think some of it has to do with the confidence, just just the success that they had last year. They're getting these leads and getting a little complacent. But I, I think they have learned their <laughs> learned their lesson by now. But yeah, sure. You, if you're a coach and you're a good coach, you do something about it. You don't just assume it's going to go away. And uh, he's. He's absolutely gonna. He's gonna. They're gonna have more intense um, when they come out of the locker room at halftime. They're gonna have their assistant coaches involved. They're gonna maybe even run through some plays again, like you do in, in pregame. But the one thing you don't want to do when there's a potential problem is nothing. <laughs> and, and Willie Fritz is doing it. And even in practice during the week, they're trying to ramp up the intensity in the second half of practice and make it harder than than the first half. I will say this, Eric. I don't really think that there was that many parallels, even though it sure looks like it on the surface between the North Texas and Rice games for Tulane, because the North Texas game, Tulane was in trouble. That that was that was a debacle right. in the second half. Mm-hmm. North Texas scored on their first four drives of the second half right. and basically forced Tulane to have to go down the field and, and, and get the winning touchdown at the end. Um, the Rice game turned on one play. Rice could not stop Tulane all game. One bad read by by Michael Pratt um, turned into a 72-yard interception run to the three-yard line, which set up a touchdown that then made the game game close. But even after that, Rice could never stop stop Tulane. So while it is a concern, no doubt, um, I actually think they've already started figuring out some of the problems. And and, and I, I look at this team. A lot of people look at them. They could have lost all four of their conference games except maybe the Memphis game where they also were trailing at the end of the third quarter but they didn't lose any of those games and the upside is just tremendous we're looking at a team with the leading rusher in the American Athletic Conference and Makai Hughes has been unstoppable in conference play we're looking at a team with the third highest ranked quarterback in passing efficiency in the entire nation and Michael Pratt who also doubles as an incredible winner and we're looking at a team with the fourth best rushing defense in the nation I like their chances. I think they'll get this second half, this flat problem figured out. And if they do, their best football is in front of them. They have not played a complete football game yet this year, and yet they're sitting here 7-1 and one and in first place in the league. You know, I mentioned this earlier in the week, and, and, and it's really kind of seen this over the last couple of weeks. They get the big lead, and they go into this soft coverage. Yeah, uh, you know where they're playing zone and they're allowing teams to go underneath, and then the teams are going down the field. And before you know it, they've scored. They scored a couple of touchdowns, and it just takes away the aggressiveness in a lot of cases of the defense. Have you seen the same thing? Yeah, I mean, not as in the North Texas game, definitely. But I'll also say in the North Texas game, Jarius Monroe got injured in the first half, mm-hmm. and 
we've learned if he's not Tulane's best player, I think he may be Tulane's most indispensable player because when he was out, the defense just fell apart in, in, in that game. And North Texas had some really good receivers. This game, yeah, I mean, they did. They played soft on that first possession. Uh, JT Daniels was a five-star quarterback coming out of high school for Rice. He hasn't lived up to that billing, but but he, he played well on, on those drives. And then when the Tulane defense needed to make a stop after the end, which it was, certainly wasn't their fault, the Michael Pratt interception that was run back to the three-yard line, when they needed to make a stop after the offense went three and out with a six-point lead, they came up with a three and out. Lance Robinson was all over the third down pass slapped it down the Saints could learn from his technique because he was behind the receiver and he didn't go over his back like a Saints defensive back does like 90 percent of the time <laughs> to draw the flag he went around them and knocked the ball down so I, I, I but yeah I, I actually talked to their defense coordinator today Shield Wood and he does he's not happy with the pass coverage and he I, but I don't necessarily think it's just I, I don't think they're intentionally playing soft. I think that's the players having a big lead and getting a little complacent at halftime that just aren't aggressive enough on, on those plays. And, and Shieldwood did also mention that Rice lines up in a lot of five wide receiver sets, so they went. They had more plan to drop eight and rush three in that game than they have in any game this year, just because of the the, the way Rice plays. And he's not anticipating doing doing that again um, for, for for the rest of the year. But but. We'll, We'll see. I will say this. The, the Tulane played some good quarterbacks in their first four conference games. Yes. The True. next three conference games, not so much. Okay. <laughs> um, East Carolina's quarterbacks are second to last in the nation in passing efficiency rating. Um, they, they've done nothing in the air. Tulsa's done nothing anywhere, period, this year. They've been bad. And all FAU's a decent team, but their quarterbacks have not been very effective either. So I think not guaranteeing, but I think we're going to see a lot of these these problems um, fixed. But definitely, it, the, the way they have been getting beat is with underneath passes, a lot of crossing passing over the middle. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem is Tulane's linebackers, their strength is not pass coverage. Neither Jesus right. Machado nor Tyler Grubbs. Um, and teams are taking advantage of that. I think we'll look for some schematic changes where, where, where Tulane addresses that the rest of the season. How does Tulane look injury-wise going into this East Carolina game? <laughs> Really good. I mean, obviously that was a scare. I guess it, it, I guess it was a scary injury to Jaquan Jackson in the sense that you never want to see a guy fall down in the end zone and then not move for for ten right. seconds. But every time well, I saw everybody's replay, reaction, right? It didn't look like not in everybody's reaction, but nothing happened really. I mean, I mean, it wasn't. You know, you can usually when there's a serious injury like that, you see what happened and. Um, he did. He went under the concussion protocol. He was out of it by Wednesday, Eric. He was. <laughs> he's a hundred percent. He's fine. I don't know that he was not made available for interviews this week, but I have no idea what the heck happened to him. At the time, I thought he might have lost his breath, but that's not. You know. <laughs> you, that's what I thought. You don't. You don't not move when you. I, I've, I've lost my breath before, and you're writhing around on the field in pain. You're mm-hmm. not sitting immobile like you've just taken a nasty blow to the head. He did. He somehow suffered a slight. You know, he must have suffered a you know some type of head dinging on on that play. I, I'm not sure, but he 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 he's 100 percent cleared, and and this is a this is a healthy football team right now. Um, they've got another a, a backup safety, Darius Swanson, who was pretty useful early in the year. He's back. They're not missing too many guys um, uh, uh, right now, and, and, and that's a good sign. Break down East Carolina for us. 
<laughs> breakdown is the right word because that's what happened. that's what that team has done this year. They've broken down. I mean, it's just <laughs> it, when Tulane played East Carolina two years ago. East Carolina it was the conference opener. East Carolina ran for more than 300 yards and passed for more than 300 yards. Willie Fritz admits it was probably the single worst game his teams have played in, in his eight years at, at Tulane. Nobody would have imagined at that point that going into their next matchup in Greenville, that Tulane would be 19-3 and three in the last two years. And East Carolina sitting at 1-7, and seven, and their one win was over Gardner-Webb. And they even lost at home to Charlotte, which is most likely the worst team in the league. And they got shut out for three quarters in that game before scoring a touchdown and losing 10-7. to seven. Now, their personnel is better than that. They're not, they've got better personnel than the two or three worst teams in the league, but they're just struggling mightily on, on, on offense. Their defense has been pretty decent, actually, this year. They're ranked, I think, 50th in the country, which is the top half, but they've got nothing going on offense. And the other point, that game that, Char- that, uh, that uh, East Carolina ran all over Tulane two years ago, that's the last time Tulane's allowed a running back to gain 100 yards. I think the streak is up to 29 games now. So they're going to stop East Carolina's run game, and they're going to force them to pass, and East Carolina is the worst passing team in the league. I, I cannot see a scenario this time where this game is in doubt late in the fourth quarter. East Carolina is not – they're better than a 1-7 team, but they don't even match up well with Tulane regardless of what they are. Gary, any update, any any uh, behind-the-scenes word on what's happened with the athletic directorship? Yeah, I mean, it's slow. I'm, I'm working on it now. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've seen some information that they want to have the person in place in four to six weeks, but they haven't done right. much to, to this point as far as, <laughs> as, far as my sources uh, can tell. I mean, obviously, a lot the football coaching staff, other coaching staffs are pushing for Courtney Gosha, who's already on staff, um, at the, at the, one of the deputy ADs, to, to, to be the guy. Um, the, the Florida Atlantic athletic director, Brian White, I've heard his name bandied about. But in terms of guys coming in for interviews, for them being close to a decision, I don't think they're at that stage yet. Um, obviously, they, 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 it, to meet this timeline, they're going to have to ramp it up quickly here. But right now, I don't. I, I have not. I have not seen a lot of hard, accurate news coming out on this yet. Gary, tell us about your fantastic website. How folks can follow you on social media. And what you got coming up for us uh, online and in the paper? Yeah, sure. Um, my website is thewavereport.com, um, Tulane.rivals.com. You can. Um, this week I went in depth on that Rice game with a film study from both the first half and the second half, kind of just breaking down what were what were the differences in in, in, in both halves for Tulane. Um, um, the, Noah.com, the, um, the advocate. I'm doing a big, I'm doing a feature tomorrow on just the pass defense, which absolutely statistically has been Tulane's biggest weakness this year. Um, passing efficiency defense, they're like in the middle of the country and that, that's kind of the way Shieldwood described it. He feels like they need to, they have the personnel to be a heck of a lot better than they've been in pass defense. And it's kind of a you know, little discussion on, on, on how they can get better. Cause that's really the last area. <laughs> Tulane can run, Tulane can throw, right. Tulane can stop the run, Tulane has excellent special teams. If they can fix that part, we're absolutely looking at a team that can run the table here. Yep, no doubt. Thank you so much for your time, as always. Look forward to our conversation next week at Gare Smith on X. Have a great week. Thanks for having me on.
Thank you for your time as always. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. You know, tune-ups are about peace of mind. Ounce prevention is worth a pound of cure. In one year, your heating and air conditioning systems can run for as many as 2,000 hours. Annual precision tune-ups will extend the life of your system and identify and prevent problems from turning from small repairs to major breakdowns. It all, again, those tune-ups will help optimize your system's efficiency. That's going to mean savings on your energy bill. That annual tune-up will maintain your warranty. Warranty team require regular routine maintenance service. And, of course, Burkhart's um, Nate certified technician We'll put your system through a multi-port inspection. Uh, and again, that'll keep that, that system running for years to come. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Planning a wedding, going to a, um, uh, a formal event anytime soon. Uh, why pay 60 to to $100 more for the one-time rental of a tuxedo? It makes no sense. When, again, you can keep your money local and, again, again go, with a, go with a company that's been doing it, again, since 1963. That's New Orleans Tuxedos. Mardi Gras balls, coronation balls, school dances, even weddings if you're planning a wedding. A complete classic tux and any vest and tie combination is 99 bucks. That's right, $99. You need full-dress tails, it's $129. All the latest colors, schemes, all the latest styles, uh, again, color combinations, uh, you can get over at New Orleans Tuxedos. Ray will work with you, uh, again, whether you're planning a wedding to be able to, again, match, well, again, what you're looking for in terms of, again, your uh, bridal party's uh, uh, colors on dresses. Also, again, if you're looking to match that date's dress for your next formal event, he could do that for you as well. Alterations done on site. All the latest styles and color combinations you're looking for at New Orleans Tuxedos, where it's $99 for any classic uh, tux and any vest and tie combination, and uh, $129 will get you full dress tails. That's New Orleans Tuxedos. Uh, 4959 West Napoleon, 486 That's 486-5309. Get the right color, the right fit, the right price for your next formal event at New Orleans Tuxedo since 1963. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar, all open seven days a week. Oceana has you covered with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The rest of the restaurants, lunch and dinner, and, of course, live music with, again, a great menu as well as cocktails at the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints podcast. Don't move. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Louisiana 811. Call before you dig. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Call Louisiana 811 before you dig. It's a free public service and it's the law. Louisiana 811. All right, good afternoon. Seeing slow traffic on I 310 northbound, Luling Bridge, right lane blocked, 46 minutes, US 90 to I 10 right now. 22 minutes on the eastbound Crescent City Connection HOV lanes and 26 minutes Lafayette to the I-10 merge eastbound side right now. Causeway Bridge showing no delays whatsoever at this time. Uh, eastbound I-10 Elysian Fields to the high rise taking about five minutes. It's a two-minute delay. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling, 
answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, folks, today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, this half hour brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. What a great time to be at Bobby Bear's with all the great sports that are on right now. Uh, of course, the, it is uh, rated, uh, was voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Uh, go in, 30-plus TV screens. Again, you'll never miss a play. Uh, even TV screens in the restrooms. I kid you not. Uh, and, of course, amazing cocktail, incredible beer selection. Um, it, it's a sports bar feel, but, it's again, it's a, it's a great restaurant with a fantastic menu that includes, again, all your Cajun Creole cuisine favorites. Uh, you want to try the Burger Challenge? Give it a shot. Many have tried. Many have failed. Uh, fantastic burgers. You've got uh, barbecue ribs, steaks, uh, pasta dishes, always fresh Louisiana seafood for you. Uh, you can find out more by going to BobbyBears.com to check out the entire menu. Bobby Bears Cajun County Restaurant is unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. That means, again, uh, when you get a little break from your game, walk around and check out all the incredible memorabilia uh, that adores the walls at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Some of those things are one-of-a-kind items. Absolutely fantastic. Open seven days a week for you for lunch and dinner. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. And as always, all the Oceana Family of Restaurants are open late. Looking for a late-night place to eat? Try one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. So good. Joining us on the program now is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints Podcast. Does a fantastic job at keeping you up with your New Orleans Saints. Uh, his podcasts are chock full of great information for you, statistics. He, again, he breaks it down for you. And, and of course, you can check that out uh, again uh, at your favorite podcasting platform. And he joins us each and every week right here on the program. Ross, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, buddy. I'm doing great. Good to have you on. back. 
good to have you back. Let's start off with, again, um, your breakdown of, of last week's game and, and, and the change that we saw after the after the mini-buy. Let's talk about the offense, again, since the offense really played well. Defense a little bit of a slow start, as, as we've seen over the last few weeks, but the offense really played well. We're able to go three to three and four, three for four in the red zone. Why don't you take it from here? What did you see that was different from the previous weeks? Yeah, I think one of the big things was um, the team's efficiency on third down and in the red zone, and a lot of that came down to getting their players in the right positions to make plays. I mean, that that was really kind of the, the bottom line of it all, and that, that helped to aid the execution. Last week, you and I talked about going into that Indianapolis Colts game, how the New Orleans Saints were looking at ways to maybe call a little bit of the, the, the play selection in certain situations. And we saw them do that. And, and a good example of that is that the Saints ran 11 plays this past week in the red zone, which is where their biggest struggles have been just in terms of scoring and things like that, or, or lack thereof, rather. Uh, and of those 11 plays, the ball went to Alvin Kamara or Taysom Hill on 10 of them. That was their formula of winning in, in the red zone, and it worked. And so when you take your offense and you go from having you know 50 plays that you might run in the red zone to 25 plays that you might run in the red zone, and you hone that in on the guys that have been most effective in the red zone for you historically, Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, surprise, surprise, it worked, right? So um, I think that that's the biggest change that we saw from this team, and it allowed them to be able to execute at a much higher level with that sort of simplified level of the, the offense itself wasn't actually simplified in terms of the scheme. It's really just culling down the number of plays that you might choose in a certain situation and making that a little bit more manageable so that you're working, you know, it's easier to work six plays a hundred times than to work 12 plays 50 times. And, you know, and that's, that's going to give you the opportunity to be able to go out there and, and, and do what you're doing. So I think that that was really one of the big things that you saw there. And I think the offensive line play and run protection were fantastic in that game. And that was a big, uh, big piece there. And in terms of the offensive line play, Ryan Ramchek and Cesar Ruiz and Max Garcia, absolute highlights uh, for them. I think Ryan Ramchek played his best game of the season up against Indianapolis. Cesar Ruiz was a force in the run game. Max Garcia has been a bit of a revelation for them uh, and a bit of an unexpected one at left guard. And so you're finding all of that, plus the perimeter blocking of guys like Foster Moreau and Lynn Bowden all helps to kind of lift this New Orleans Saints offense to the place that they said that they could be this entire season against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm going to go back to the offensive line in a moment, but let me ask you about the uh, the game plan. And it, it almost felt like from, from the outside looking in that they sat down and they said, okay, what are the best plays for our playmakers? Yep. And what, 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 are, what is the quarterback like? What are the receivers like? What are the running backs like, et cetera? And then maybe accentuated those plays and when, when they paired that down. Did you get that feeling or was it a little bit different in, in, in your mind? No, absolutely. I, I had the same feeling. I was actually writing down throughout the game examples of the Saints putting their playmakers in the best position to make plays. Um, you know, Chris Olave didn't have, you know, a 100-yard game, uh, a 75-yard game even or anything like that, but where he was at his best were doing the things that we saw him do all throughout his rookie season, finding pockets and zones, uh, extend, you know, being able to flow with the quarterback and extending plays, things like that. And, you know, he catches that one pass that ends up going off of his helmet walks in for a touchdown, we're talking about that being the Chris Olave bounce-back game had it not been for that one moment. And so I thought that they did a really good job otherwise putting him in position to do the things that they already know that he does well, those comeback routes, those hitch routes, the things that allow you to find those pockets and the breathing room. Michael Thomas, they utilized him, targeted, you know, they had him run three slants, they targeted him on two, 
They had him run several in-breaking routes. They targeted him on a bunch of those. And then when it was the outbreaking routes, they targeted him on, instead of them being downfield down the sidelines, they were these quick outs or these angle routes that got him quickly out towards the sideline, except for the one pass, which was the very first pass of the game, where you know he was going down that left sideline, but where did they target it? Instead of going over the top, they went back shoulder. They elevated what it is, the things that Michael Thomas does well, replicated that out on the field. Rashid Saheed, three catches of over 40 yards in this game, three catches, 153 yards, had a Randy Moss stat line with his touchdown. That is the type of game plan, and that is the type of playmaking ability of a, uh, a Rashid Saheed. Alvin Kamara's first touchdown comes on an option route where he gets to run to the outside, see where the linebacker's leverage is, break inside or outside, depending on that. Broke inside, caught a touchdown. And then, and then got, or caught a pass and then got into the end zone. And then they continued to run him in the red zone as well. Taysom Hill utilizing short yardage situations and in the red zone. I mean, like, there's just endless examples of this, of the Saints just finding ways to call the right plays to put their playmakers in position to stand up at those big moments. And I think that was a deciding factor for them. And all of that, of course, benefited Derek Carr, who was consistently put in those good positions as well. You look at the last 25 games of Carmichael as as offensive coordinator. Was that his finest hour? I think it was one of his best. Uh, I think it was one of his best because if you look at the two ga- like two big games that they had last year in wins, um, the Seattle Seahawks game, that was a heroic, almost Herculean individual effort by Taysom Hill. You look at the shutout against the Las Vegas Raiders, a heroic, almost Herculean uh, performance by Alvin Kamara. It's not sustainable, right, when you have one player that goes out there and makes a bunch of plays for you. Even in that game against the New England Patriots, the shutout, aided by the defensive touchdown, you had uh, a New England Patriots team that basically laid down after the first quarter, all that. In this game, they had to manage adversity. The offense had to come back and respond, and multiple players made plays, multiple players with multiple touchdowns in this game. I think that that is a fantastic example of how you put together something that maybe feels a little bit more sustainable on offense than the sort of peaks and valleys that we watched last year where they would win a game, come back, and lose two games after that. Now's the time that they get to show that maybe they can buck that trend, and that would be a huge benefit for them, not just winning against Indianapolis, not just winning against Chicago, but stringing those wins together and continuing to move forward there is the next thing that they have to prove. Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, is with us. Ross, um... It almost felt like again that uh, that Carmichael took the advice of uh, of Kamara and started playing more matchup uh, football. Did you see that? And then how do they build on that this week? So again, that you're not predictable going forward because you're trying to get these guys in a position where they're successful. Yeah, I think it was not only Alvin Kamara's advice, but it was you know working with Derek Carr. It was working with Rashid Shahid. It was trusting uh, Ronald Curry. It was trusting the collaboration. And that is the thing that I think gets glossed over so often when it comes to the Sean Payton heyday of the New Orleans Saints offense was the symbiotic nature of that offense. It wasn't just Pete Carmichael. It wasn't just Sean Payton, but it was Pete Carmichael. It was Sean Payton. It was, well, it was Sean Payton. It was Pete Carmichael. It was Drew Brees. It was Alvin Kamara, right? Alvin Kamara and Sean Payton going back to the locker room and Alvin Kamara walking up to him and yeah. saying, hey, when we ran that you know, keeper with Taysom Hill, the defense played it this way. If we get in that situation again, I think we should have him hand off the ball because of the fact that they play it that way. I could get into the end zone. They come back in the second half and they do that. So like, this is something that has been a part of the formula for the New Orleans Saints in a, in a long time. The coaches can be as great as Sean Payton is as a play caller. The players are the only ones on the field that are seeing the, the perspective from how they could potentially make a play. 
And so when they're able to go in and have that type of communication and have that level of collaboration, especially in a playbook and, and in a system where you're walking in and you have maybe a more selective playbook of some of your the songs you know best, all of that complements one another. So I do think that that was a big factor, and I would expect that they'll continue to make sure that not only – now, the communication is not new, right? Like that's something that right. they often do anyway, but pairing that communication – with a slimmer selection of plays for each situation, I think that complements well enough that it really boosts what the things can do on offense. Let's talk offensive line. Um, now, again, Hurst was limited today in practice, but is supposed to be back. Uh, last week they gave up four pressures, one sack. The week before, one sack. Uh, this offensive, this makeshift offensive line, especially the left side now, with, with now Garcia uh, at guard and Pete at, at uh, tackle, They've been playing fairly well. Continuity is, is what an offensive line is all about. My question is, are they moving Hurst back into the starting lineup, or do they stay stand pat and, and allow him to be the utility guy coming off the bench? What do you think happens this week? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints stick with Pete at left tackle. Um, and there's a couple different reasons for it, actually. I think the, the one thing is you look at the continuity of it, right, in terms of keeping this offensive line that is working, this combination of the offensive line that is working. That did get you know a, a new addition back last week with Ryan Ramchick, who wasn't able to play the week before. But I think you found something there that works. You have a couple of talented uh, defensive lineman that you're about to go up against. Yannick Ngakwe, who tends to get his sacks in those kind of garbage time situations, but is a pressure player. And then you look at you know the addition of Montez Sweat, who's probably going to play a limited 10 years back and go after the quarterback role on third downs. And that's where the Saints have given up the vast majority of their sacks this season has been on third down. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them roll in with the same offensive lineman that they had last week. Uh, but, look, they really like James Hurst. Maybe James Hurst comes in and he's immediately the jumbo guy, and, and they go that route because he's just now returning from that injury. Maybe next week against the Minnesota Vikings, you might see another shakeup to get James Hurst back in the, uh, back in the lineup. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of take it easy with this being his first week back, if he is indeed back, as we expect he will be, uh, and then rolling with the offensive line setup that they had last week. That, that wouldn't totally shock me. The other thing is going to be, will they put James Hurst at left tackle or would they plug him in at left guard and keep Pete out at left tackle? So they've got a lot of different um, options that they can roll with going into this game. Yeah, I'm just my, my, from my perspective, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this is the right. best they play yeah, the, you found the something season. Here. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean they, they, oh. they're, they're cohesive. Let them continue. Defensively, right. the, on, the, the only real knock on this defense is not getting to the quarterback. They're pressuring the quarterback. They're making life tough for him, but they're not getting there. Only Granis seems to be the guy that's, that's getting sacks. Uh, is that a red flag for you as, as, as we get into the second half of this season? Um, I don't know if it's a red flag, but I would probably call it like it's like an orange flag. It's slightly tinted, slightly reddish. I, I think that the reason why I kind of pull back on that a little bit is because like we've seen this from the Saints before. Like their rush plans are very different than most NFL teams. Their makeup on their defensive line is very different from most NFL teams. Most NFL teams rely on speed rushers to get pressure and to get sacks and things like that. The Saints kind of go with the the big, strong guys that can bull rush and that can you know, that, that can do that. And, and I think the big reason why I kind of, I don't know if it's a red flag just yet is because we've also seen them go through the first eight games with 15 sacks and then in the season with 40 something, 40 plus. So we've seen sort of this happen before to where they get a little bit of a late start on it. But look, if the offense starts to turn the way that it is churned or the way that it turned last week, and if that remains a consistent level of production, 
they're going to be forcing a lot of opposing teams to pass. That's going to open up a lot more opportunities for those pass rushers to really pin their ears back and try to get after the quarterback. So uh, it'll be a red flag if they, you know, don't get over 20 by the time that you get into, you know, week, you know, by the time you get to the bye week or, or through the bye week. Um, then maybe I might, you know, look at that. You got a couple more games to get there. But as of right now, I'm, I, I'm not too concerned about it. The big thing is that they're getting pressure at a good level. Last year, they really struggled to get pressure. This year, they're getting pressure. They're just not getting the sacks. Last year, they actually were getting the sacks, but not, but they were getting their sacks on like a pressure to sack conversion rate, but the pressures weren't really there um, at, at a high level. So I think that seeing it the other way around is probably a little bit more. Um, a little bit more, a little bit better than seeing it the, the the other way. But the big thing is that when you do get to the quarterback and and literally get your hands on the quarterback, you, you got to get the quarterback to the ground. That, yeah. That's the big thing for me. It's not just about okay, they got pressure, but they didn't get sacked. It, it's the quality of that pressure. Do you get your hands on the quarterback, and are you able to get them down? If you're not, then that that I think is where the issue is, and that we saw a couple times last week with Gardner Minshew. Always a great breakdown with Ross Jackson when he joins us. You can check him out on his podcast, Locked on Saints podcast, and, of course, does some great writing as well. Tell us all about it, Ross. Yeah, absolutely. You can find the uh, Locked on Saints podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on Saints. Uh, You can also check out all the written work, and I've got a piece coming out later on tonight with uh, my one-on-one with Corey Littleton, the linebacker that the Saints just added to the practice squad where he talks about the relationship and the uh, kind of reputation of guys like Demario Davis, uh, of Dennis Allen, as well as uh, James uh, James Winston across the league. So really good stuff there, and that you can find that over at Saints Media, which is our Saints News Network. That's a Sports Illustrated fan nation site covering the New Orleans Saints. You can find it all in one place as well on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson Nola and O L A. Thank you, my friend. Always look forward to our conversation. Thanks so much for your time. Look forward to talking to you again next Thursday. Thank you, buddy. Be well. Take care. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you here soon. Same to you, my friend. There he goes, Ross Jackson. Great job, as always, again, by breaking down the Saints for you. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Yeah, look, we're getting a little bit, it's going to get a little bit warmer next week, but look, uh, fall is here. We're going to be having these cold snaps. You've got to make sure your heating system is, is working properly. You have a gas heating system at your home. Don't do like my buddy does, okay, where he just cranks it up and lets the dust and, 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 the, and uh, the, the, uh, uh, the dirt just kind of burn off, and then he doesn't worry about, again, checking that heater. <laughs> Call my friends at Burkhardt. Gas heaters, again, have to be inspected uh, on, on a yearly basis, cleaned on a yearly basis. And you want to make sure, again, if they need a repair, you want an expert to do that. They certified technicians at Burkhart can do that for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. And remember, your heating system is about safety. You don't want any problems with fires or carbon monoxide poisoning. It is very inexpensive for Burkhart to come out and, 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 do, and do a thorough uh, inspection and cleaning. And if you need repairs on your system, Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Only doing the work that's necessary, truly. A company can trust. Uh, it's Burkhart. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. A company I've trusted for decades. You can as well. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget, uh, the Oceana family of restaurants are open late. I know that a lot of people in this town get frustrated because you, you want to get a late dinner. You like to eat something late. Maybe you've been out. You want to go out and grab something to eat. You can't find it. At Oce- the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Odawal's Cookery in the Quarter, they're open to 1 a.m. seven days a week. Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, on open up to 11 o'clock. Uh, again, so again, you're getting a, a late meal here in, in, in Metairie as well. Uh, if you're looking for a place to grab a great meal, great cocktails, uh, fantastic staff, and, and a menu that has everything that you want for, for even the most finicky eater, 
You can do it over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Open seven days a week for you. Oceana's got you covered with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, the rest of the restaurants, lunch and dinner, and great cocktails everywhere. That's Bur- uh, Again, that is our friends over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a great meal today. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, this is Troy and Tracy Duhon with Giving Hope, and we're celebrating our 10th anniversary of the Giving Hope Gala. Join us at the Hyatt on Saturday, November 4th, as we celebrate a decade of hope. It is a privilege to serve the people of this great city. We'll have Demario Davis, Mike Haas, Tommy Tucker, Sola Kim, LBJ, and Glenn Boyd. So don't miss the Giving Hope Gala. Go to givinghopenola.org to register. And remember, love changes everything. This report is sponsored by Vicks Pure Z's Kids. Pure Z's Kids is mindfully formulated for kids with an optimal level of melatonin to help them gently fall asleep naturally. It's 100% drug-free and available in delicious gummies and liquid. 
Try Pure Z's Kids tonight. All right, eastbound Crescent City Connection, Lafayette to the I-10 merge, taking almost 30 minutes, 29-minute ride right now. I-310 northbound, Lilling Bridge, right lane blocked in 34 minutes from US-90 to I-10 at this time. Down to one lane is 55 southbound, Manshek 55 north still closed. Eastbound I-10 fly over to the high rise, taking 13 minutes, and Elysian Fields to the high rise is about 8 minutes right now. 610 from Metairie to New Orleans East, 6-minute delay. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral cremation service traffic center all right we want to thank uh, ross jackson locked on saints podcast also again gary smith of the wave report noble.com the times pick you for joining us in hour number two brian lazar of tigerbait.com is going to join us at 5 15 ali cassell will move to 5 35 jordy collada will join us tomorrow on the program he's on his way to uh, alabama uh, for the LSU-Alabama game on Saturday. So, again, that's our guest list for the second hour. Don't forget, Garland Gillen joins me in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. So, again, if you didn't miss it this afternoon at 1, you can check us out tonight. Or, again, and also be on our social media platforms, hopefully this evening, if not by tomorrow. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hainau Bar. Get out there and enjoy a fantastic cocktail, great meal, have your next event at one of the Oceana Family Restaurants. You'll be glad you did. Eric Ashley with you till 6. We'll be right back. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or davemietinsagency.com.
Two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM on your radio dial. Don't forget about iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, or our digital platforms. Also, again, you can catch us on the World Wide Web at ericasher.com, uh, as well as, again, um, uh, the uh, Nash webs, website, nashfm1061.com. Uh, also, again, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on X, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and we're now on threads. And, of course, the podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base, we're on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans. Uh, with Eric Asher, you'll find that. All right. I um, want to remind everybody tonight, uh, 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV. Garland Gillen joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, you can check us out tonight. It's at 6, 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Hope to have that on our social media platforms this evening. It's already on the WLA-TV YouTube channel. It'll be on er- at ericasher.com before the end of the weekend. Also tonight, um, we've got, um, uh, when this show ends, Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour to be an abbreviated edition. Michael Green will be solo. And then Jude Young has Delisal. And who, who's tonight? Delisal's playing who tonight, um, Rudy? You know? Uh, Delisal, Booker T. Washington tonight, right here at 7 o'clock on uh, 106.1 FM. Thank you for that. Uh, we're just a couple minutes away from Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com, and that's followed by Alec Cassell of the Bird Rights. And, of course, this program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Ocean, uh, again, we've told you a little bit about um, uh, our friends over at Old New Orleans Cookery, at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Don't forget about Mambo's. Uh, and, of course, Oceana Grill, the, the mothership, where it all started. Where, again, if you love breakfast, you need to get on down to, again, Bourbon and Conti and get yourself some of the best breakfast you'll find in the city. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. As I mentioned, open seven days a week. They're open late. Breakfast uh, service starts at 8 a.m. and goes all the way until 1 p.m. Lunch starts at 10 p.m., goes to 4 p.m. Dinner service starts at 4 p.m., goes all the way to 1 a.m. until the party stops. And, of course, there's something for everyone on this on this fantastic menu. The breakfast service is incredible. I'm just telling you right now, uh, pan Perdue, uh, omelets. Uh, you're looking for, again, uh, pancakes, French toast, you name it. They've got, they, they've got uh, again, a smorgasbord of, again, great breakfast items for you. Uh, the Bloody Marys are, again, worth famous uh the mimosas it's always again a celebration for for breakfast lunch or dinner over at oceana lunch again has all your favorites lunch and dinner uh, again yes cajun creole cuisine at its finest uh fantastic pasta dishes louisiana seafood steaks barbecue ribs burgers you name it they got it for you uh, over again oceana and of course again a staff that again make you feel at home the cocktails are outstanding if you love char grilled oysters fantastic char grilled oysters oysters on the half shell you can belly right up to the bar up up in the uh, front of the building. Uh, have yourself some cocktails, some oysters. Again, watch the chocolate oysters being prepared right there for you, right at the grill. And then they have five private rooms for your next event that can accommodate from like 10 to 120 guests. Uh, again, they know how to put on a party over at Oceanic Grill, man. When they're not using the um, private rooms for guests, 
They use that for overflow uh, for, for the restaurant. Also, again, authentic French Quarter Courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Man, I'm telling you, it is a beautiful dining experience over at Oceana Grill. If you haven't been, you got to head on over there. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you will be, again, a, uh, a happy customer. Uh, and, of course, don't forget about their authentic French Quarter Courtyard. You can dine in. Uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night, has cocktails, and it's also dog-friendly as well. Oceana Grill, 739 Conte Bourbon, open 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. Uh, Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. All right, let's get to it quickly. Uh, Brian uh, Lazar will be joining us in just a couple minutes from TigerBait.com. We'll jump into LSU, Alabama. Uh, but, again, for those of you that are just tuning in and did not hear the first hour, uh, Zion Williamson is out tonight. He has taken the day, he has taken the night off uh, after again taking the half off of last night's game. He's taking the night off. 118 games and this guy's taking night, taking uh, 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 the night off after what, four games? I mean, just unbelievable. I'm just amazing. Just, I mean, just honestly, I am blown away of the gall, first of all, again, after all the injuries that he's been through and how many fans have bought tickets to see Zion play and he hasn't been available to play, that he's taking a day off. Okay? He's taking a day off. And, and, and I said this in the first hour, okay? Uh, he, he needs to take a page from the veterans book, okay? Uh, you've got guys on this team that are in their 30s. Um, Nance is 30. Valentunas is 31. C.J. McCollum's 32. These guys don't take nights off, okay? They're not taking nights off for rest. It's already, again, tough on this team now with Brandon Ingram, again, with supposedly right knee tendonitis, who's missed the last two games, all right? Uh, because, again, his knees are sore, Okay. Uh, and you're already missing Murphy, uh, Alvarado, and, 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 and also Marshall. So now you might be down two of your, 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 your top two players and your, and your top three bench players, okay? So how deep you got to go on the bench? Uh, look, I get it. Detroit's a young team, but Detroit's not a bad team, okay? Uh, and if you're going to play a, a, a roster that, again, that is devoid of, again, your top three guys at the bench and your top two players, well, you don't think this is what are the type of game you think it's going to be tonight? Just very frustrating that again, and the gall, honestly, okay, uh, for the fans of this of this organization who have supported this organization and supported Zion for again the top two players who again hangnails keep them out to be able to be sitting out in the first five games of the season, just unbelievable, unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Uh, for the Saints, uh, their their injury list is in. Uh, Ty Summers did not practice today with the concussion hamstring. Lyndon Bowden Jr. Uh, limited with the illness. Mike Thomas was back to full practice after the, uh, after a rest day. Andres Pete full practice with the ankle. Taysom Hill limited with the hip. James Hurst ankle limited. Demario Davis limited with the knee. Malcolm Roach must have had the uh, GI bug that's going around. He has, did not practice today with the illness. Uh, as of right now, uh, Justin Fields did not practice with the right thumb injury, nor did uh, Nate Davis. Uh, Terrell Smith did not practice. Uh, Juwan Brister did not practice. Uh, nor did uh, Tremaine Edmonds. No, all those guys did not practice. They probably would not be available. Uh, Mercedes Lewis did not practice today uh, for rest, and also Larry Broom for a personal matter. Other than that, you've got a few guys that are limited, including, again, uh, 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 Jones and Patrick. Eddie Jackson was full practice today. There's a lot of talk that he might not be available for Sunday's game with the Saints. But, again, that's your injury list for the New Orleans Saints. All right, let's turn our attention to the LSU Tigers. Biggest game of the year as it always is. Alabama LSU. It's in Tuscaloosa. It's Jaden Daniels Heisman to Heisman game. Uh, they beat Alabama on a national stage. He will be the odds on favor for the Heisman. Every
everything again that LSU wants to wants to be wants to wants to garner in terms of again a postseason etc is in front of them if they can beat Alabama. This is a huge game for them. A third loss would knock them out of everything that they that they're looking for. But again, uh, to break it down for us, one of the best we have. He does it for TigerBait.com. He's Brian Lazar. Brian, welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? Good, Eric. How you doing this afternoon? Uh, my blood pressure's down now that I quit talking about Zion and Brandon Ingram. <laughs> You've been so covering sports uh, a long time, I, my I, friend. I, I, I picked that up with Zion. He's, he's unavailable tonight. Unavailable. He needs rest. He needs to rest. Oh, it, he, took the, hey, he took half the game off last night, but he needs to rest today. So it's not an injury. He's just resting. He he's needs just to rest. Yeah. I mean, okay. Brian. Well, we we both been around sports a long time. Have you ever seen this kind of stuff that what we're seeing now out of these athletes? I mean, just it's amazing to me. Uh, well, uh, it depends upon. Look, I can understand Zion. That wouldn't really bother me because I tell you what. Eventually, he's going to get have an injury. <laughs> Just because, just because of his body build, he he's going right. to get injuries. So that run now Ingram, I mean, uh, sore knee. I mean, what do you what do you mean? He, he bumped out, his knee. He bumped it. Look, look. Here's the deal with Ingram. Here's the deal with Ingram. Ingram's going for a big contract after this year. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want yep. any injuries. He only wants to play True. when he feels a hundred percent because he wants to put up put up numbers. He's out of here. I mean, he, he's. In fact, it would not surprise me now. You know, before the trade deadline, if mm-hmm. it looks like the Pelicans are not, you know, things aren't going smoothly, wouldn't surprise sure. me to see them trading. You know, because yeah. well, I, I look, I don't, I don't, I don't care what happens this year. I don't think Ingram will, will be back here next year. It's it, the thing about it is that the, the fan base is frustrated because these guys are always injured, and, and to go out for again minimal stuff, rest knee soreness, and then you got guys like Valanchunas, C.J. McCollum, and Nance that don't miss a game. They play through injury. It's amazing. And those guys are in their 30s. Yeah. Well, those guys. well, that's why they're playing through. The, that's why they're playing through the, through the injuries, because they're 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they understand what it's like. Yep, no doubt about it. Let, let's let's talk about LSU. First of all, 14th in the college football poll, uh, which is great for the Tigers. This is a huge game. Why don't you, why don't you give, give us your thoughts? Break it down. You heard me in my open. This is a really big dig game for LSU and what, what they want to do for the rest of the season, but also for Jaden Daniels and his Heisman hopes. Yeah, you know, it's pretty simple. If LSU loses, you know, they're, they're no uh, SEC championship and no – uh, New Year's Six Bowl game, and they're just going to play out the last three games, trying to get three wins to get as big of a you know minor bowl as possible. Uh, now, if they win this week, uh, they're still not in control of their own destiny. I mean, Ole Miss has to lose a game. Uh, you know, maybe Ole, Ole Miss loses at home uh, Saturday to A and M. I mean, I don't. You know, that's a possibility. And then uh, Ole Miss goes on the road to Georgia, and Georgia, and their last conference game is at at Mississippi State. So, even though LSU, even if it wins, is not in control of its own destiny, uh, you know, you would look at that, and you know, you would think that Ole Miss would not win all three of those conference games. So, 
that's that's where we stand. You know, LSU's got to win to to have a chance to win the SEC championship. If they lose, they're not. And uh, you, you know, really, when you look at it, and, and they've had injuries this year. I mean, that's that's nothing. Probably the biggest factor in this game this week. You know, LSU's best cornerback, Zai Alexander, out. LSU's yes. best defensive lineman, though he hasn't played necessarily as well this year as he did last year, but that's because of the injuries Makai Wingo out. So, you know, you, you have a defense which has played better the last three games, but it's missing two of its better players. So it, it's, going to be, uh, it's going to be challenging. Now, uh, look, I don't think playing, <clears throat> you know, yes, playing in Tuscaloosa is, is, is a factor, but in this series, if you if the team has been good enough, they've been able to win on the road there. So, and just like Alabama, if they're good enough, it has been able to win on the road in Baton Rouge. So, I don't think that's as much as a factor. Uh, but the injuries on defense, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how LSU plays defensively. Now, look, it's pretty simple. Uh, Milrow. Jaden Milrow has been very good on the deep ball, not good on the intermediate throws. That's just that's just how he is. He's more accurate on deep balls than he is the intermediate routes. So, what do you do defensively? You got a you have a secondary with you know no really cornerbacks. You know Sage Ryan's just been there for about three weeks and. Uh, a defense facing an offense which can hurt you with with the long ball. So what do you do? You play zone and make, you know, let make them throw underneath and you know, one uh, hope that uh, Milrow is inaccurate as he has been on those types of throws, and two, you know, just make them dr- drive down the field and hopefully you can hold them to to field goals sometimes. So I, I think that you know, if I I'd be very surprised. If LSU would come out and play man, you know, I just think that they got to play zone and try to right. let them catch the ball and tackle the receivers. Now, remember, in back in September, they couldn't tackle anybody. So, I mean, sure. if they're like that against Alabama and they let them catch the ball underneath and then can't tackle, then you know they're out of luck. Both quarterbacks are dynamic runners. How do you think the defensive coordinators approach this game? Will there be a spy on Daniels and Milrow? Well, look, I'm sure maybe it's sometimes. I don't think it's. I don't think you can do the same thing the entire game. These offensive coaches are, you know, smart enough to do something different. Uh, look, you can go back as far as you want with Nick Saban. Nick Saban defenses have struggled when they've had a quarterback who can both run and throw. That's what Jaden Daniels can do. So, you know. Uh, it would su- surprise me, really surprise me, if LSU, you know, doesn't score, you know, 30 points. You know, now I'm not saying they're going to score 48 like they've been scoring, and I'm saying, you know, could Alabama hold them to 27? Well, yeah, I mean, if Daniels doesn't have, is not really, really accurate and doesn't have one of his special games, yeah, it would have been. I mean, look at last year's game. You know, I didn't realize this until I looked at working on a piece the preview for this week, though, look, his numbers in the game last year weren't that great. Uh, 
I mean, everybody thinks Daniels had a, you know had a spectacular night. Now he ran for over 100 yards, but I think his passing numbers are like about 180. And uh, so now he made the big run in overtime, which everybody remembers. So he made some big plays, but you know the dual threat quarterback affects Nick Saban's defenses. And uh, when LSU has beaten Alabama or under under Saban. Uh, the only time they've won a, a low-scoring game was, you know, the 9-6 game back in 2011. And the other four games they've won, uh, they've scored at least 24 points in, in regulation. And, and, of course, they've won two really shootouts, two big shootouts in uh, Nick's first year in 07, 41-34, and then the game with Barrow going against Tua uh, four years ago at LSU won 46-41. So, LSU's got a score to win. LSU has not won, you know, usually doesn't win low-scoring games. You know, what are you talking about in the, you know, below 20? that They don't win that type of game against Alabama. So it's, it's like a basketball game. You want LSU wants the, the score in the upper 30s, and Alabama wants the score in the upper 20s. If the score's... 27-24, I would say Alabama probably wins. If the score is 38-35, then I think LSU's got a chance. Compare and contrast this Alabama team with maybe the teams of the past, because everyone I've spoken to over the last couple of weeks tell me it, Alabama's has great talent, but they're a little bit down. Well, their offensive line isn't as good as it's been. I mean, that's one thing. You know, Somebody told me the other day, I heard this, that they have – one of the uh, projections, three of the top ten picks in the NFL draft. So they still have, you know, they got players. They got players. Now, are those players, their offensive line has not been as, their offensive line has not been as good as it has been in recent years. Uh, the two running backs are okay. They're not spectacular. Uh Milrow uh, has gotten better, but he's not the accurate thrower like, a, uh, let's say, Mac Jones. And he doesn't throw the ball as, as accurately as Jones does or as Tua does or did. Uh, defensively, they're, you know, they're good. Uh, you know, they got good players. This is what I think you've seen. <clears throat> if you want to say why, the last few years, Alabama has been passed up by Georgia the last couple of years. I think it's line play and both offensive and defensive line. You know, Alabama, they went through a stretch there where they were having two first-round draft picks in the defensive line every year. Well, they don't have that the last few years. They haven't had that. They still had good players, mm-hmm. but they haven't had those, you know, really, really outstanding defensive linemen and the same thing this year, particularly on the offensive line. So their their line, I think that's the biggest difference. Where is why as where Alabama in twenty twenty two and twenty three where they were, where are they now, as compared to five or six years ago when they were winning the you know a few national championships in a short period of time? I think it's the line play. Brian, who do you like on Saturday and why? Well, you know, I'm still going back and forth. I don't make my, 
I usually write tonight. I'll write the uh, preview okay. and make my prediction. Uh, I've been going back and forth. I, I, I really, you know, I thought that LSU had a very good chance to pull the upset. I'm really concerned with the injuries to Alexander and Wingo, and those two guys mm-hmm. in that place. And right. I don't know if LSU is going to be able to hold up. Uh, and when I say hold up, all that's doing is putting more on the shoulders of Jaden Daniels in the offense. You know, they're going to have to score. Now maybe Daniels will have one of those special games. And like I said, quarterbacks like Daniels have given Nick Saban coach teams problems. Maybe that can happen uh, Saturday. So, uh, look, I'm holding, I'm hedging right now. Uh, I'm writing it tonight. I don't have to make my pick until the night. Fair enough. Look. If I'm writing, if I'm writing the pick, making the pick right now, I probably lean slightly to Alabama. Okay, sounds good. Uh, tell us about Tiger Bait. How uh, folks can subscribe, and of course, how folks can follow you on social media to keep up with everything that's going on with LSU. www.tigerbait.com. You can go to the site now, get a prescri- uh, subscription to the site, and you know all you know recruiting football coverage basketball season opens up monday and eric you wouldn't believe the interest and of the people about the lsu women's basketball team it's unbelievable you know there's some things that there are sometimes that the kim mulkey press conferences on the videos get more hits than the brian kelly press conference crazy isn't it (laughs) yeah and uh you know, the women open up Monday night against a ranked uh, Colorado team out in Las Vegas. And the man, you know, Matt McMahon trying to rebuild the program. He opens yes. up also Monday night at home against Mississippi Valley. So you can get everything, football, basketball, uh, recruiting, everything on the site. And no you doubt. can follow me on Twitter or on X at right. BLDORE. Thank you for your time, my friend. Always a great breakdown. Look forward to our conversation very soon. Okay, thank you, Eric. Anytime. There he goes. Brian Brian Lazar, again, fantastic job with uh, TigerBait.com. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or business, why go anywhere else? They're the experts. Uh, Generac Generators, again, they have them in stock right now in their warehouse uh, in, in, in Mandeville. They have all the parts you need for your Generac Generator. If, again, if you, your Generac, Generac uh, Generator breaks down, they got you covered. Uh, at Burkhardt, again, um, uh, they, they've been doing it and been doing it right long before, again, a lot of the other companies, again, the, the fly-by-nights have come in and tried to begin into the generative sales and service business. Um, at Burkhardt, they, they offer you, again, uh, an opportunity to finance that generator over time. Uh, you'll get emergency service and maintenance service, if you'd like, you know, again, with, with, uh, with uh, uh, getting a Generac generator from Burkhardt. Again, remember, they can, they can also give you emergency service or maintenance service if you didn't buy the Generac generator from Burkhardt. Uh, with their installs, uh, they do everything for you. Planning permits, inspections, they try to get you again with a single-day install, but if, even if not, which it take, maybe it'll take a day or so. It takes about two weeks to get a permit in Orleans Parish, about a week in the rest of the metropolitan area. Literally, you call Burkhardt today, within two weeks, you can have that Generac generator standing by for when the power goes out in your neighborhood to kick on. Um, again, don't forget, 
when you when you're looking for a company you can trust. Uh, when it comes to generous sales and service, it's Burkhardt. Increase that property value, that peace of mind. And when the power goes out in your neighborhood, your power stays on. Uh, if you have to evacuate for a tropical event, you have to worry about your, your spoilage of your uh, food in your refrigerator or freezer. Uh, and then you can come back a little bit quicker because you've got power. Maybe you decide not to leave because you have power. And in today's world, again, with the, with the grid the way it is, Anytime the power can go out, your power will stay on. If you're working from home, you have somebody with medical issues, consider a Generac generator for my friends at Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. I'll tell you again, folks, we made a lot of upgrades to our home since we moved in this home seven years ago. Hands down, the biggest investment, the best investment I've ever made is, again, in a Generac generator from Burkhart, and I'm glad I did. If you're interested, give them a call right now. Go to acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Get out there and grab a great meal, cocktail, or two at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 106.1 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Macy's. It's Macy's one-day sale with deals of the day on the perfect fall wardrobe updates and home finds. Like PJs, robes, boots, and shoes she'll love. And save big on holiday dinnerware and decor, starting tomorrow at Macy's. Well, northbound I-310 uh, from US-90 to I-10, 41 minutes, a 31-minute delay at this time. We're seeing the slowing 610 eastbound from Metairie to New Orleans East, about 11 minutes, a 7-minute extra ride. And eastbound 610 from the split in Metairie across the high-rise 19 minutes right now. 11 minutes westbound Crescent City Connection from I-10 split to Terry Parkway. I'm Michael Higgins from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972, 51 years of taking care of New Orleans vehicles. Look, a lot of folks go on the road, right? Uh, In November and December, you're visiting family for Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. You want to make sure that vehicle is is road ready, right? Whether it's, again, a new set of tires, we're at at Southern Tire. You've got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. All the major brands, something for everyone's budget, no matter what you drive. And, yes, some of those, again, those... uh, Major brands are on sale right now. You want to find out more? Go to southerntire.com where they have the full listing of all this, all the tires that they carry, all the brands, and, of course, those that are on sale as well. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing is available. Keeping that vehicle on the road. The latest diagnostic equipment you're looking for when it, when it comes to, again, keeping your vehicle on the road because it's not what? It's a computer on wheels, right? Tony Pianza realized that years and years ago and, again, made the investment in the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership but even more diagnostic equipment over at Southern Tire. Again, so why, again, spend more money by sending your vehicle to, to a dealer when, when, again, it's out of warranty? Maybe you got a fleet account that you're in charge of for your company. Bring it on over to Southern Tire. Save money and know, again, that you're getting, again, those um, ASE certified technicians using the latest equipment to be able to keep your vehicle on the road. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. Saturday service for you from 8 to 3. Remember, if you have damaged rims, they can repair those for you as well. Need new rims? Got a great set of rims for you waiting for you right now at Southern Tire. Also, five. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory Nail Line, and Metairie. 
On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. For 54 years, privateer student-athletes have proudly worn New Orleans across their chests. Join NOLA's team today. We are your crew. To learn more about New Orleans athletics and how to join our crew, go to unoprivateers.com. Planning on going to a formal event? Maybe you're planning a wedding for your son or daughter. Why pay sixty to hundred dollars more for the one-time rental of a tuxedo when at New Orleans tuxedos you get a complete classic tux and any vest and tie combination for ninety-nine dollars? That's right, ninety-nine dollars. Full dress tails are one hundred twenty-nine dollars. All the latest styles, all the latest color combinations you get over at New Orleans tuxedos. Alterations are done on site. Ray Butcher and the staff will work with you to make sure again that again you have the colors uh, the, the colors you're looking for to match your date's dress if you're planning a wedding. So again, that you have the colors that you're looking for for your wedding party and again you don't have to overpay for it 60 to 100 dollars more whether it's a national girl uh, national company local company or even doing it online through the internet uh, why buy a, a tuxedo that'll be out of style in two years may not fit you at new orleans tuxedos they give you the best price in town for all the latest styles and color combinations at new orleans tuxedos where it's 99 dollars for a complete classic tux and any, any vest and tie combination and 129 dollars for full dress tails you will not find a better price in town than over at new orleans tuxedos 
That's 4959 West Napoleon, 486-5309. That's 486-5309. Get in the last-minute rentals, no problem. Uh, get the right color, the right fit, and the right price for your next formal event in New Orleans Tuxedo since 1963. All right, this half hour brought to you by our friends at Mambo's, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. Looking for a fantastic time on Bourbon Street, 411 and 413 Bourbon Street are the places to go. You're talking about the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, three floors of an incredible dining, uh, Creole cuisine at its finest, incredible cocktails that are made by some of the great mixologists here in the city, and of course, you got to come and experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Not only do you have a Bourbon Street balcony uh, that you can enjoy, again, cocktails and dining and having great times, but also, the again, the only one of its kind, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar you can find at Mambo's. Again, fantastic menu that includes Cajun Creole cuisine, but also, again, great American fare. You want uh, burgers, you want you want steak, you want uh, barbecue ribs, you want great pasta or, or Louisiana seafood, you want Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, you can find it over at, Ma- over at Mambo's. And remember, authentic French Quarter Courtyard uh, for you to dine in, as well as, again, three floors of incredible dining with, again, multiple bars for you to be able to have cocktails and have a great time. You want to find out more? Lunch and dinner serves seven days a week. MamboNola.com is how you can find out more. And right next door, when you finish up, go listen to some live music right there at the Hideout Bar. The Hideout Bar features, again, a great menu for you, fantastic cocktails, and live music all day and into the night. Uh, again, it's uh, making it your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and also the Hideout Bar. That's, again, 411 and 413 Bourbon Street. All right. Uh, joining us in the program, first of all, thanks to Brian Lazar for joining us on our show. We, we now turn our attention to the New Orleans Pelicans, which I am very frustrated right now <laughs> after the news today. Uh, I like to sell the bird rights is with us. Again, hands down, the best site out there when it comes to your Pelicans. You want to know what's going on with, about the Pelicans first. You want to go in-depth in what's happening with your Pelicans. Great breakdowns, whether, again, it's a podcast or, again, the great uh, uh, written work. Uh, it is at the, It has the bird rights, and Ali Cassell is with us each and every week here on the program. Ali, welcome to the show. How are you doing, Eric? I'm sitting 10 not rows good, in Allie. the back. I got to tell you, not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. I mean, again, when I when I when I'm getting ready to do the TV show today, and it comes across again the uh, uh, Twitter that uh, or X that um, uh, Zion's not 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 playing tonight because he needs rest. Four games in, this dude needs rest. He's played 118 games in his career. He's missed. He's sat more than than, than he's been on the floor, and he needs needs rest tonight. And that's followed by, you know, Brandon Ingram now with the, with the, the right knee tendonitis after after what two games, and then you're already missing Marshall, uh, uh, Murphy. And Alvarado. So now you might be down five of your top players. You're definitely down three of your top bench players. And you could be down down your um, your, your, your two stars. And by the way, like I've been saying all day today, uh, Nance is 30, Valanchus is 31, and, and, and C.J. McCollum is 32, and they're not taking nights off. Please, help me out no. here. Yeah, no, they're not. Look, Willie Green told us in pregame that Zion Williamson thing today was actually part of the Pelicans' plan for him. It sounds like that they were going to begin the season with him missing uh, some of these back-to-backs. So this was a scheduled event. It had nothing to do with that team playing, getting stuck in the OKC overnight, or him just you know getting worn down in last night's game. Like I said, it's just part of the plan. And, and you're right, it is load management. And it's for a guy that's missed a gazillion games, right? He's only played less than 120 games in his career. And there's a big mindset going around now to where – a lot of people are beginning to doubt that data out there, right? Even the NBA said earlier this at the start of the season that 
you know, the data doesn't confirm that load management works anymore. And if you talk to any, you know, players that used to play and other people associated with the league, they all echo that really the best way to prevent injuries is by getting in supreme shape, which, of course, happens by playing a lot, right? So there's that one side that thinks that if Zion wants to stay healthy, he should play tonight. But obviously the Pelicans don't feel that way. And they're not alone, Eric. The Warriors are still resting people. A lot of teams are still taking a cautious approach with some of their stars and or guys that are susceptible to injury. So it's a problem. There's no doubt. The team has a real legitimate chance to get off to a 4 and one start. If you would have had Brandon Ingram, I contend against the Warriors, there's a chance they might have beaten, you know, Steph Curry and the Warriors that game they lost. Right? Yeah, that, that's some different officials. <laughs> that first half. They were right in that game. But I think not having Brandon Ingram really, you know, just upset the entire team, the, the game plan, because he was ruled out an hour before tip-off. So right. it's conceivable, Eric, they could be going for a 5-0 and start to the season tonight. But instead, right now they're without their two biggest names, and it's almost a repeat of last season. Yep, it is. Now, again, is it confirmed that Brandon will set out again tonight with the, with the um, uh, tendonitis? Right. Willie Green confirmed he is out in pregame. <laughs> I mean, the other part of it, it's just not fair to the fans. Okay? It's just, I mean, fans that have bought tickets going there to see again Brandon and Zion. And, again, if it's a rest night, it's just not fair. Not fair to the fans at all. No, and remember, the NBA, the reason they put in all these load management rules was that was part of the problem. Yep. Fans were unhappy. Media, right? The broadcasters that are making money off of these uh, – uh, sports events airing live, they were unhappy. All the big names are sitting every other game out. And it, it doesn't seem like it's going to help, uh, <laughs> honestly. So I don't know what's going to happen here, Eric. The Pelicans don't play in too many nationally televised games, at least they're not scheduled to. So Zion's right. the only one that has to follow those rules, right, where he's, he's yep. got to play, That's right. whether it's back-to-back or not. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I think that Brandon Ingram, right, he wants to earn an All-NBA award this uh, season. So to do that, he's got to play 65 games. So his next contract, it can be a much more lucrative one. But sure. you just don't know if that's even a motivating factor because he's out now missing his second straight game. And I don't know when he's going to come back. When the Pelicans mentioned they change it from knee soreness to knee tendonitis. I don't know anybody that's ever had tendonitis. Those things can linger, but they, but then mm-hmm. again, it becomes a pain tolerance thing. So that's all it is. Brandon's not one of the quickest healers. He doesn't like to come back until he's hundred percent. So honestly, we don't know when we'll see him back on the court, and that's problematic, like you said, for the fans. They're always the ones yep. losing out. Yep, they are. Uh, I thought a horrible start last night. Lackadaisical, late on defensive rotation, minimal effort on defensive rebounding. Uh, that's why I was a little upset with Zion. I thought Zion took half the game off last night, okay? I mean, you know, it wasn't until the 4.30 mark of the second quarter when this team woke up and started to play. And, of course, then they come back with the largest comeback win of, of the season, and they played real well from the 4.20 mark on. But, I mean, uh, you know, again, they didn't show up until, again, almost halfway through the second quarter. Right, and there was a continuation really from that Warriors game, right, where they that second half was miserable. That's one you, you – grab the game film, and throw it away. Sure. Uh, and unfortunately, they didn't do that um, because they, they came out playing almost that same style. For whatever reason, no energy. And, of course, that translates, right? They missed, what was it, 19 or 20 consecutive three-pointers. So, fortunately, they did find the stroke, and everything right. else came together. Because I'll tell you what, the way they attacked the boards last night, if they can just do that for just about every game this season, 
they're going to be right. fine, right, whether the shooting's there or not. Because you know defensively, most nights, Herb and Dice and a few of the other guys can be relied upon. So it really just comes down to can you score enough points with this team? And they're not making their free throws. Threes are a problem right now. So, sure. yeah, they've got to do the other small things like crashing the boards for 48 minutes a game. I agree. There are some bright spots. Uh, Hawkins has been a real bright spot for this team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, Eric, Jordan came in um, from Connecticut as a late lottery pick, and some people had high hopes for him, right? Just won a championship with UConn, was there for two years, so he wasn't just a one and done. So the experience you knew was probably going to carry over some of that. So in summer league, and we talked about it on your program in July, that he didn't look like he was probably ready right for NBA minutes. And the word was behind the scenes that he's probably going to see some time in the G League this season. Well, I'll tell you what, he's improved leaps and bounds over these last three months. And I'm seeing a guy that, of course, can not only shoot, of course, can not only move, right? Like the Rip Hamilton, Ray, Ray Allen of yesteryear. He understands this game so well that he's using his athleticism, I see, to box out, mm-hmm. don't crash the boards. He's, he's making steals, blocks. He's always in the right place. I, I feel like... And I've been told behind the scenes that he's really doing a lot of video work, that everything right. he's doing is perfect, right, to where he's becoming a pro legitimately in his first, first week of the NBA. That's so sure. rare to see. Usually it takes rookies where they've just spent a year in college or even more. It takes them an adjustment period. And right now with Jordan, we're not seeing it. This, this guy is coming more prepared in the games than a lot of his teammates. I agree. 37 minutes last night. I mean, look, he stuffed the stat book. I mean, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 2 turnovers. I mean, for a rookie. And look, I'm going to tell you right now another thing. Where would this team be without Larry Nance? I mean, Nance is the consummate. Coming off the bench, doing all the little things, rebounding, blocking shots. I mean, he didn't get him credit for a block last night he had. Uh, I mean, go right down the line. I mean, last night, 9.7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block. I mean, he, he literally is doing everything for this team. Right, Eric, and you forgot to mention one charge. It was a big charge in the game. Too, oh, that's right. That, great Shea, point. That last minute should have counted. I don't understand what happened with the stat guy there. But Larry finally had that game we were waiting to see, right? It looked like his legs were there. His timing was there. Because I thought in those first two games, you could see. He was out of, you know, out of, out of kind of um, rhythm where he was right. catching balls and missing layups at, at the rim having finger or balls go off his fingertips on passes and such. But last night, yeah, he came in and, and was one of the biggest reasons why the Pelicans made that big valiant comeback. So that's a good sign because they're going to desperately need him tonight. Without yep. Zion, I think the biggest question is, who is Willie Green going to start in Zion's place? No mm-hmm. Brandon, so you know that Jordan's going to supply that punch from uh, right. the perimeter, right? The scoring ball, looking just to shoot. But I don't know how you replace him. And I think you have to look at the Pistons. If they go big, say Jalen Duran's a go tonight, I think you've got to maybe consider starting Larry Nance next to JV. If not, I'm not sure. But, again, yeah, it's all hands on deck, Eric. They've really got eight eight guys right now that they can rely upon because Kaiser Gates, EJ Liddell, they're not ready yet. I'm not even sure Mm -hmm. if Cody Zeller's ready for 15 minutes yet. So, yeah, having five guys out for the fifth game of the season, excuse me, (laughs) yeah, fifth game of the season, yeah, fifth That's game. That's not the way you want to start a season. No, it's not. Breakdown tonight uh, with, the, with the Pels, and on shorthand, we'll see against Detroit. Well, without a doubt, they're going to face a team that's probably be, going to be bigger at almost every position, more physical, right? Kate Cunningham's their point guard. He stands about six foot seven. They've moved Jaden Ivey to the bench, just deciding to start Azir Thompson. 
He's one of those leapers. He's a lot like Herb Jones in terms of the energy, but he's got a lot more athleticism. And so they're, they're just going to play big, Erica. And like I said, that's a problem for the Pelicans if they don't do what fundamentally they should in terms of boxing out, in terms of understanding on, on what the Pistons are trying to achieve. So I think tonight, I really hope that they can get JV going early. They're desperately going to need him to score. You've got to think. And at least that 20-point uh, plateau. Because I don't know where else the scoring is going to come from, right? You know C.J. Right. McCollum is going to be good for some points. Herb, Dyson, they'll probably walk into 10 points. Jordan's going to get the shots up. If they go in, yes. there'll be another 20 points per, uh, per game score tonight. But, yeah, I, I think they've got to crush uh, the paint hard through J.V. Because you don't have Zion, you don't have B.I. to really break the Pestons' defense down tonight. And you sure. don't want C.J. doing that, right? He's most comfortable not being the playmaker that really creates getting all the way to the rim. So, I don't know, Eric. I'm, I'm just hoping that the game plan gets executed well because these, these Pistons, they're young. And even though they're yep. not the greatest of starts, they've already got a couple of wins. And the talent is obvious, right? They're young, athletic. And uh, if you get them confident, they're going to play well, right? They're going to start yep. shooting the ball well. And you can't let that happen. Right. And you're missing five of your top players. So, I mean, again, it, it is what it is. Your three top bench players and your two starters. Ali, always, always great to have you on the program. I look forward to it every, every single week. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, how folks can subscribe, how folks, if there's an advertiser that they can get involved, and, of course, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at www.thebirdrights.com where we've got the articles and podcasts coming out daily. Pelican season's underway, and despite, right, the injury hardships already, seems off to a really good start, 3-1. and one. So there's a good chance they can maybe keep it going tonight, despite no Zion and B.I. And if so, they're going to be right there at the top of the Western Conference standing for at least after the first 10 days. So please, give us a follow. Beautiful. And at Ali Cassell on X. Ali, have a great game tonight. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, as always, for your time. Absolutely. You got it, Eric. Have a good weekend, buddy. You too, bud. There he goes. Ali Cassell, the bird rights. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating Generator Sales and Service. Uh, also got ca- helping you with your electrical needs as well. It's a full-service company. Uh, even have an after-hour service for you. You get home tonight, heater's not working. Maybe, again, you, you know you need that air conditioning taken care of because it's going to start getting a little warm again next week. Call my friends at Burkhardt. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. After-hour service for with a Burkhardt employee answering the phone, dispatching one of those Nate certified technicians out to your home. Only doing the work that's necessary never gouge, you never teach you. I've trusted Burkhardt for 30 years. You can trust him as well. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business. Burkhardt is authorized to service it, and they're authorized to sell some of the top brands out there like Amana. And they're, of course, lifetime warranty. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and grab a great meal or a cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cook, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant serving lunch and dinner daily. That's seven days a week, open late. And of course, don't forget about the Hideout Bar with, again, live music day and night, great cocktails, and a great menu for you. It's the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy cocktail, great music, great food, ambiance, and of course, a fantastic staff at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. 
Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Tate Reeves has gone missing. He refuses to face the people. My job, hunt him down. Reeves doesn't want to talk about the fact that our hospitals are closing. And he won't expand Medicaid to save him. Or answer questions about being at the center of the largest corruption scandal in state history. And Tate Reeves refuses to show up and debate his opponent for governor, Brandon Presley. Four more years of Tate Reeves? Woof. I'm Brandon Presley, and unlike Tate Reeves, I won't hide from the people of Mississippi. Paid for by the Brandon Presley campaign. Tate Reeves has gone missing. He refuses to face the people. My job, hunt him down. Reeves doesn't want to talk about the fact that our hospitals are closing, and he won't expand Medicaid to save him, or answer questions about being at the center of the largest corruption scandal in state history. And Tate Reeves refuses to show up and debate his opponent for governor, Brandon Presley. Four more years of Tate Reeves? Woof. I'm Brandon Presley, and unlike Tate Reeves, I won't hide from the people of Mississippi. Paid for by the Brandon Presley campaign. This report is sponsored by Louisiana 811. Call before you dig. There's safety in numbers, and when it comes to digging safely, those numbers are 811. Call or click Louisiana 811 before you dig. It's free, and it's the law. Louisiana 811. Know what's below before you dig. We are seeing the problems on the secondaries. We do have some problems eastbound I-10 from the flyover to the high rise. It's slowing volume, 13-minute delay and a 19-minute ride. Elysian Fields to the high rise is 12 minutes right now. Uh, accident cleared elevated West Bank Expressway westbound at uh, Harvey Canal. Uh, we do have Urquhart Street at Elysian Fields crash working there. Also, Louise Street at Mirabeau, an accident. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. 
All right, that's it for me, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, Brian Lazar, and also Ali Gassell. There is an abbreviated uh, Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green tonight, Ken Trahan uh, on assignment. Uh, that'll be followed by De La Salle, Booker T. Washington right here on uh, 106.1 FM with uh, Jude Young uh, at the, with, the, with the call. I want to thank all the sponsors that sponsor our program. Uh, again, go to uh, ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor our program, including our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Oduwans, Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. Again, all are open late. All are open seven days a week. And, of course, to find out about all of our sponsors, go to ericasher.com. Click on the icon of your favorite sponsor. It'll take you right to the website of those sponsors. Thanks for your support of our sponsors. Thanks for the sponsor support of our program. All right. Garland Gillen joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports coming up at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV. Tomorrow's the William Grant Family Distillers Fry Extravaganza. So we'll be right back at you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the man. They all got to go.